You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. Welcome to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. I am your host, Richard Franzi, and this is podcast episode number 1130. Today's companies are innovating and changing at a rate previously unimagined. That's why business leaders need to know how to create a culture of employee engagement so the whole company can offer the top services for their clients. I've invited author Deborah Corey to share progressive and effective approaches to employee engagement based on her book, Build It, the Rebel Playbook for World-Class Employee Engagement. Deborah, welcome to Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, let's start with, you know, simply, why is keeping employee engagement and improving it key to creating a solid base in a company? You know, it's really interesting because we've been talking about employee engagement for years and years, and, and people like myself in human resources, we've always had to convince our executives of the importance. But what's really great these days is that there's lots of different data points that talk about how it actually drives business results. So things like two times higher stock market return, 18% more productive to productivity, 60% higher quality, and the list goes on and on. So businesses are really, really keen to have engagement because they can see the bottom line results of it. Let's start. Let's kind of step back then. Define for me, your, from your view and your research, what is employee engagement? Gina, it's a really great question, and actually I'm in an employee engagement conference, and I think I've heard about 20 different definitions of what employee engagement means, and I don't think there's a right or wrong answer. The way we define it in the book is we say an engaged employee is someone who understands and believes in the direction the company is going. So they know what the, the purpose is, the mission, and the values. But then they also understand how they fit in. So it's not just where the company is going, but what they can do to contribute. And then I think the icing on the cake is that commitment and that genuine, genuine belief that they want their company to succeed so that they go above and beyond to help them. So I'm not saying that's the perfect definition, but that's how we define it. Um, and again, lots of different definitions out there. So there's actually a conference on employee engagement, and you're attending it? There is. HCI, Employee Engagement Conference. I think they've been doing it for, for eight years. I'm here speaking at it. Oh, you're speaking. Are you speaking on the contents, am, of, yes. your, of, the contents of your book, or what's your talk? I am. I'm talking about how to be a rebel. So I'm trying to uh, inspire people to, as we talk about, join the revolution. <laughs> so I think I've converted a few people, so that's good. So why do organizations need this rebel attitude, you know, especially against standard HR and legal departments that lead to better employee engagement relationships? Well, do you know, I, as I said before, I've been doing HR for a very long time, over 20 years. And um, if I look at how engagement has changed in the last 20 years, it's not very much. At most, engagement is changing 1%. So if you were doing anything in life and it was only changing 1%, I think you would realize that it's not working. So being a rebel and really challenging the status quo is what we talk about in the book, and it's the only way we're going to change the numbers. Um, and that's why it's really important to um, have this new approach and attitude in how we treat our people. So, so you've been in HR for some time. What was your inspiration to make years. yeah right to make this commitment and write this book, Deborah? Well, I can't take credit for the idea of the book. My co-author Glenn Elliott, who is the founder and 
former CEO of the company I work for, Roared Gateway. It was really his idea. And it sort of evolved because he was speaking over the years about employee engagement. And he developed this model, this engagement bridge model that we, we formed. And then when I joined the company, he asked me to, to write the book with him and really to take this new approach to how we can help other organizations be inspired and start thinking differently. So that's really where, how it all came about. So can you, uh, so we're talking with Deborah Corey, and we're talking about employee engagement, but really the foundation of it is her book that she's the co-author for titled Build It, The Rebel Playbook for World-Class Employee Engagement. You know, we like to, on this show, like to look at the Gallup annual survey employee engagement where 68% of the population self-reports that they're not, in, not engaged at work. Why do you think... Um, why do you, the off script, but why do you think such a high percentage of people are not actively engaged at work? You know, I think, um, I think, I think I mentioned earlier about being a rebel. I think we're going about it the wrong time, so, or the wrong way, in that we, we're trying to treat everybody the same and think that everybody is motivated in the same way. And what we're learning is that actually that's different, and everybody has different motivators, which seems very, you know, apparent. But we haven't done it that way. We've put in place programs that we think are going to appeal to everyone. And what we're realizing is that that's not working, and we need to really understand what individual motivators are. And in the book, we talk about 10 elements of engagement and really think about what are the elements that are going to work best for everybody, whether they're a millennial, whether they're you know, another generation, whether I have a global workforce that I have responsibility, depending on what country they're in. So really trying to understand the true motivators that's really going to drive engagement. Because you're right, according to Gallup, it's not very high at all. Right, and so we're going to have to take a short break here on Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. But, Deborah, maybe when we come back, you could share, based on your research and real-world experience, you know, what roles do millennials play in the changing expectations around organizational leaders that then lead to uh, employee engagement? Can we talk about that when we come back? Okay, right back after these words from me, ladies and gentlemen. Best-selling author Richard Franzi's written what Marshall Goldsmith has called an incredibly poignant foray into the realm of unintended consequences of executives' decisions. In Killing Cats Leads to Rats, Mitigating the Unintended Consequences of Business Decisions, Richard Franzi takes a close look at the impact of unintended consequences on business performance and employee engagement. Through the retelling of the experiences of executives at Pepsi, Wells Fargo, Kodak, Volkswagen, and many others, Richard paints a compelling real-world account for how executives leading firms of all sizes must do a better job of anticipating and controlling the outcomes of their strategic business decisions. Killing Cats Leads to Rats is available through major bookstores in paperback, Kindle, and audiobook formats. To learn more, visit www.richardfranzi.com. Welcome back to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. I am your host, Richard Franzi. All of our shows can be heard anytime on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker.com, hundreds of former guests' websites whose CEOs have appeared on our show. You know, since we started this program in 2009, we've reached hundreds of thousands of listeners through our live stream podcasts and other platforms simply type in critical mass radio show in your favorite podcasting software 
and you'll receive our amazing interviews with great guests. I'm excited to have an author, Deborah Corey, the Re- Build It, the Rebel Playbook for World Class Employee Engagement on the show. I'm wondering, before I get to the question about millennials, what has been the impact of your book so far? You know, um, it's been a fantastic reception to the book. I've been speaking at events all over the world and also getting lots of um, social media comments from people. And it's really done what we've wanted it to do, which is people have had these aha moments and people have written to me and have said, you know what, it's really making me think and act differently. I've had people who've used it as part of their book club. They've brought it to leadership team meetings. They're making it a part of their business strategy. So I'm really pleased that it's starting to make a difference. And I hope it continues because as we talked about earlier, it's the only way that we're all going to change those those numbers with engagement. So really positive response so far. It's only been five months, but uh, all looking good so far. So when you and your co-author were writing the book, who did you write, who did you have in mind as the audience for the book to read it? It's a great question, and and Glenn and I really discussed and debated it because we wrote it from two perspectives. I'm an HR person, so in my heart, I was writing it to my HR colleagues. Glenn is an entrepreneur and a CEO, so for him, he was writing it more for his, you know, people, the CEOs and the C-suite. So at the end of the day, we were writing it for anybody who has an impact on engagement, whether they're a leader, HR, a manager, and even employees. We wanted it to be accessible to anyone to interpret and use in their own way. So what role, let's go back to the question I said before the break then, Deborah. what role do millennials play in changing the expectations around organizational leaders and how that then leads into employee engagement? You know, I think millennials in the way that every generation before them have a role to play is that they come in with new expectations because they have a new perspective on life. And my company, we have about 85% millennials, and I have to say I love it. They keep me on my toes because they're constantly pushing and challenging me because they've grown up in a different world and they have very different expectations. So a lot of people point fingers and say, you know, they're, they're causing more challenges in the workforce and they have high demands. But I think that actually they have very realistic demands and expectations. And if we want to meet their needs, we need to understand them better in the same way that we need to understand other generations. At this event that I'm at, we're laughing and saying that the millennials aren't the new kids on the block anymore. And we, we need to start thinking at the new generation, people like my, my teenage children who will be coming into the workplace soon. Oh, boy, that'll be a culture shock for the millennials when they're no longer the overly sampled uh, peer group in the, in the workforce. What advice do you give to our audience members, some of whom may want to write a book, about how to successfully write and then publish your book? It's a really good question, and actually this is my second book that I wrote, and I've learned a lot in both experiences. The first book I wrote by myself, and the second one I wrote with with Glenn, as I mentioned. A couple of things that both books, um, I think first of all it's an obvious one, but you need to be absolutely passionate about what you're writing about. So for me, both topics, I absolutely believe in 100, 200%, so you need to have that passion. Um, You also need to do your research and have a different voice. So there's lots of books out there, for example, on employee engagement. And Glenn and I did lots of research to make sure that we weren't saying the same thing as other people because we're all busy and we don't want to waste people's time and we want to make sure that your voice is different and that you're adding value because ultimately your book should be about value. Another one is about collaboration. My first book I sort of wrote by myself in my kitchen. (laughs) Um, And in this other book, Glenn is very much into collaboration, and I think it it made a wealth of difference in the book. And I think our book is so much better because we brought so many people's perspectives in it. So I would would definitely recommend that. What did you 
learn about employee engagement that you didn't realize or know prior to researching and writing the book? You know, it goes back to the idea of being a rebel. So I always used to consider myself a rebel, and I considered myself very innovative, you know, fresh ideas, new ideas. But I think what I, I didn't understand until I started writing the book, as I said earlier, is that I think I was going about it the wrong way. And the more research I did and the more people I spoke to, because I personally spoke to over 100 people in writing the book, and there's 60 of their stories in the book, is they really challenged me to think differently. And the more inspired I got writing, the more I knew that this book would make a difference. Because, as I said, it, it made me think and act differently. And I was very excited that if it could do that to me, it could do it to anyone. And I've already seen, um, what's the expression, proof in the pudding. I've already started doing things differently in HR at my organization because of what I've learned in writing this book. Wow, that's a powerful endorsement. If someone would like to learn more about the book and maybe possibly buy it, how do they find more about Build It, the rebel playbook for world-class employee engagement? Well, we have a website for the book, which is www.rebelplaybook.com, and you can actually download the first two chapters of the book for free. Um, I mentioned earlier we want to create more rebels in the world, so we wanted to make it accessible. So you can read the first two chapters, get that for free, and then if you want to buy the book, you can buy it um, any any bookstore, any website, anything like that. The one thing I wanted to mention about the book is all the money is going to charity, and it's all through our foundation, which is making the world a better place to work. That's how committed we are to, to making a difference, which I'm very, very excited about. So. Um, that's how you can get more information on it. Well, Deborah, I'm glad you mentioned that last part. I didn't realize that, but it's been a pleasure having you here on Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. Thanks for being a guest and a friend of the program. Thank you very much. I'd like to thank our engineer for today, none other than Paul Roberts, our producers without whom we could not do this show, Joan Park, Crystal Nunley, and Haley Stern. I would ask if you'd like to connect with me, uh, let's start on LinkedIn, and I'm Richard Franzi, F-R-A-N-Z-I. And until our next show, I hope all of your business decisions will move your company in a positive direction. You have been listening to Critical Mass Radio Show Business Talk Show, focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies. With your host, Richard Franzi.